Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Lios Enchim Anyavu. Greetings, everyone. May the Creator bless you all. And welcome to my podcast, The Good Do E Medicine Podcast. I'll be your host, Pete Rodriguez. All my native people stand All right, hello, friends, and welcome to episode three of the podcast, the Good Do E Medicine Podcast. Tonight, I'm podcasting on location here in Washington, D.C. Yes, we are in Washington, D.C. this week for an incredible international um, conference, and I'm learning lots of great information and uh, material so I can bring back to the tribe where I work with the uh, organization there in the human resources department with the Yaki tribe. And I'm also going to bring back, uh, of course, some information for everyone here listening to the podcast. So thank you for tuning in again and subscribing to the podcast. Um, This is episode three. I'm going to start off with a story. A funny thing happened on the way to the airport. I used the Uber for the first time and my Uber driver picked me up and we had a nice simple greeting. Hello, how are you? You know, etc. He said he was from New York and had only been here for about three months in Tucson. I mentioned to him I was, you know, Yaki in the conversation. He asked me, you know what that was. I told him I'm a Native American, but that sounded kind of weird. So I said, I am part of the indigenous tribe here called the Yaqui tribe that have lived here in the U.S. and Mexico for hundreds of years. And he said, wow. Yeah, he said, wow, I've never met an Indian before. And I said, "Um, okay, I, I smiled and said, uh, that's awesome. You know, that's great. Uh, well, um, my Uber driver proceeded to ask me a lot of questions about, you know, our culture. Uh, what's the reservation? Where's it located? How big is the reservation? He had tons of questions for me. And uh, I couldn't address them all because we only had like a short, brief 20-minute drive to the airport. I wanted to talk to him more about the the Yaki tribe. I wanted to him to know who we are and we are still here as well as all of the other tribes here in uh, Arizona and the United States, but we reached our drop-off point at the airport. And uh, lastly, I thanked him in our language, Choku Desia, you know, thank you for the ride. He repeated it over and over and he wanted to to learn how to say it so he said it a few times and i said yes that means thank you choku tesia um so last day i grabbed my bags and i left to check in as i was walking through the airport to the to check in a few minutes later i got a text alert from the on my phone from the uber service you know with an option to tip and rate and message the driver and I looked at my phone and I said oh, I'll message the driver and I messaged him thank you but I put it in our language Choku Utesia I wrote it out 
So hopefully he'll learn it and uh, he'll remember the our little cultural exchange. So if you run across an Uber driver in Tucson from New York City that says thank you in our language, you know the story behind it. So I thought that was really cool. Which uh, brings me to my next topic. My next topic is land acknowledgement. I did want to get started by doing a land acknowledgement of where I'm at this week here in Washington. For those of you that don't know, land acknowledgement is a simple, powerful way of showing respect towards the indigenous people and the land you find yourself on. And this practice usually takes place, um, for instance, before an opening of a speech, like at a conference like we're attending today, this week, I mean, um, a conference setting, a presentation, an award ceremony, etc. Usually the speech should start by acknowledging the traditional lands you're currently on. At this conference we are attending, it's an international conference, and although... There are some amazing keynote speakers here like Oprah Winfrey and Seth Godin and what wonderful presentations and workshops here. I love them all. There were no land acknowledgments, which is kind of sad. So I will acknowledge the land for them while I'm here. So I'm recording this in my hotel room. So you hear a lot of different things. I'm trying to keep the audio. I brought a special mic to, to drown out some of the audio the noises around here so it's live here in dc but anyways so i will offer recognition and respect today here in washington dc to the let me hopefully i pronounce it correctly no Kochtank and piscatawa kanoi people which means the people who live on the long river with a bend in it or what we now call the potomac river so thank you to you, Choku Tessia. So I was thinking about land acknowledgement on my way over here, flying to Washington, D.C., so I decided to make sure and honor whose land I was on and also in the podcast. So I feel a lot of people don't know whose land they're on, and it's important to show respect to those people that were the first stewards of the land, the first nations of this land. So that's another reason I started this podcast to spread that knowledge, you know, awareness, educate, inspire, and motivate, especially our tribe, all tribes, and indigenous people, and really anyone that listens to this podcast, and to get motivated and be proud that you're Yaki or belong to a native tribe, and also to show that pride. So anyways, we landed in Atlanta, Georgia, and immediately I sent out a text or, I'm sorry, a tweet that we landed safely thanks to the creator that we landed safely. And by the way, I do not like flying. No, I don't. I don't think any native person likes flying, especially Yaki's. I don't think we were meant to fly, but I did it. I, I really hate the turbulence. I don't like the the takeoff. I don't like the landing, but I don't like any part of it. But I guess it's necessary at times, um, even if your if your job requires it. So, so I did it. I did it for the tribe. I did it for the podcast. I did it to gain knowledge and to inspire others as well. You know, 
get out there and uh, do something you might be afraid to do. So I did it. I did it for the tribe, for the podcast, you know, to gain some knowledge and to inspire others as well. Sometimes you have to step out of that comfort zone to do things you normally wouldn't do. So that's where the magic happens. So they say outside of the comfort zone and that's where growth happens. So I believe it's true. So anyways, we landed in Atlanta, Georgia, which is the land of the Muscogee and the Creek Nations. We only stayed maybe, maybe, oh, I'd say about 30, 40 minutes and we had to get to get on another plane over to Washington, D.C. And thankfully we landed safely in Washington as well. Which brings me to another story. While attending a conference in D.C., um, here at the conference, you have to check in and get your credentials, which consists of a, you know, they give you a bag of goodies. They give you a badge, a lanyard, which has your name on it, um, your organization, and the city and the country you're from. Our organization is the Pascoyaki Tribe. It was printed right on the on our badges in bold letters. And one of the shuttle service personnel asked my colleague, which is here with me, what is the Yaki Tribe? And well, as, um, proceeded to ask other questions, kind of similar to my Uber story. She was very interested in meeting a tribal member and learning about the tribe. My colleague tried to explain to her, and he does really well in explaining to others about our tribe, you know, our culture. But he said, uh, you'll have to speak to Pete, which is me, which is, which is, which he's on his way to the catch the shuttle service. So I met this lady later, a few minutes later, as I was boarding the shuttle and she asked me, you must be Pete. I guess she read my badge. I said, yes. I said, are you Yaki? He said, yes, very proud. I said, yes, I'm a tribal member of the Yaki tribe in Tucson, Arizona. This is kind of funny, but that's the first thing she said was, wow, that's it. She said, wow. I smiled and I said, uh, I got back on the shuttle as I was leaving, but I told her, I know you have a lot of questions for me and you want to know more about the tribe and our culture and uh, things about us. So remind me and uh, we'll chat next time and I'll tell you more about our tribe and our culture. I'll be, I'll be happy to. I'm very proud to, to, to talk about our tribe. And she goes, yes, please, I'll be here. So that was really cool and I felt really proud. So that's the second person on my trip to Washington that was fascinated to learn about the Yaki tribe and who we are and where we come from and about our culture. So that goes all back, you know, kind of to the beginning of land acknowledgement story where where you speak about your people, the land you're on as a form of honor and respect. So so honor and respecting your elders and ancestors is very important and to talk about doing a land acknowledgement or even speaking to these people that I meet. I'm also honoring and respecting our elders and our ancestors at the same time. So going back to our conference, one of the keynote speakers here at the conference is Oprah Winfrey. And I think everyone knows who Oprah Winfrey is. And she did mention something here in her keynote that we as Native people has have always known. She said to be grateful. She said, and I quote, I wake up in the morning and I thank the clouds. I see the happy clouds. I see the rain, the fog, 
and I'm thankful every day for them. Those were very powerful words. As Native people, we should be always have that mindset and be thankful for each new day. Thank the clouds, the sun, the moon, and the rains every day. She talked. To, she also talked about the truth, and that is the truth. So that was very powerful for me. And I think in the morning when I wake up um, every day for the conference, I look outside and I always try to catch the sunrise. The sun in the morning is very powerful. But here in Washington, there's so many buildings where we're at. So we, I can't really see the morning sun. I'm kind of feeling a little disoriented when I can't find the sun being in this new place. Um, it's a different time zone. Also, I feel kind of lost here when I don't know where east and west is you know I I use my little phone and my little map but I still look to the sun to see where it's setting and rising and I do feel better and that's one of the many reasons I I love Tucson and the wide open spaces I feel grounded I feel connected so I can't wait to get back to Tucson but going back to what Oprah said those were very powerful words she said uh, to be grateful every day she said in front of 10,000 people or more all from all over the world so the truth yes that's the truth it's automatic you can't get away from the truth it's an automatic feeling it's that gut feeling we all have when we know when we hear and we feel the truth Alright, all my friends, back again. So I recently posted a picture on Instagram with the Yaki flag in the foreground and the nation's capital in the background. It looked really nice. So I'm also honoring our tribe, our ancestors that work hard for our future. So yes, be proud, be, you know, be Yaki strong, be proud and represent. You know, wear a tribal flag wherever you go. Have a small, I have a small flag here with me in Washington. As you can tell by that picture I brought with me, I was going to bring a little tribal flag pin, but I forgot it. My son just recently graduated from the University of Arizona with a bachelor's degree, and and we're very, very proud of him and that hopefully he motivates, inspires us as well. And hopefully he does that for other Native youth as well. Um, He wore the pin on his stole on his graduation. And I believe it's still on his, uh, where he wore it for his graduation. I was looking for it and I wanted to bring it here to Washington, D.C. to where, you know, to represent and be proud of our Yaki tribe. But I couldn't find it. So I think it's still on his um, graduation stole. So I brought the little flag with me. I definitely wanted to bring something with me here to Washington. I'll see if I can post those on social media. So if you look again, social media, hopefully you'll see it on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Oh, speaking of social media, if you can find me as the Yaki Vegan on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And my Facebook page is called Yaki Community News. And also uh, Instagram, 
Yaki Strong. We share a lot of information on those pages from the Yaki tribe, as well as the other tribes here in Arizona and actually tribes everywhere. Anything related to news about indigenous happenings, cultural events, we share it on that page, Yaki Community News. It started around 2002 and it's grown so much. And that's one of the reasons we started a podcast because a lot of people requested podcasts when we posted something about on Facebook. They we got comments that they, you know you should start a podcast. You should uh, put this on a podcast. You should uh, do some interviews about the Yaki language and different things about a podcast. So this is one of the reasons I started this podcast for you guys out there, for everyone out there. So this is going to be about health and wellness, good medicine, good to eat medicine for all, everyone, all indigenous communities here in Arizona, everywhere. I'm going to schedule a couple of interviews and catch up with a couple of guests that we're going to have on the podcast because they're the experts. You know, I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything, but I'm going to have some subject experts in health, wellness, you know, um, language. We're going to have topics on everything, almost anything you want to know. I'll put a question out there on social media. So what interests people out there that they want to talk about on this podcast. I did want to do one here on location. So this is the podcast. I'm recording this podcast, like I said, in my hotel room here. I was hoping to do an interview here, but I still might. I'm not sure. It's getting kind of late. I only brought one microphone, but we'll see how maybe I can manage a sneak interview with here with someone. So I'm hoping to meet someone here that maybe we can do an interview with. Maybe another person from an indigenous tribe. I'm not sure. I haven't seen any other native people here maybe i'm just not looking hard enough i maybe i'm going online on twitter see if there's any other native people here in this conference it's an international conference from all over the world but i haven't seen but oh well maybe next time maybe i'm not looking in the right places so maybe next time so if there's any other um native people that are maybe interested or if you're you know what if you're into the talent and development leadership or training in your organization, I really, really highly recommend this conference, the ATD International Conference of Training and Development. So maybe next year, I'll be better prepared, you know, to meet and maybe do a interview podcast on location. And I'm just maybe just throwing out ideas. Maybe we can have a a native uh, gathering or a meetup, you know, or a networking event type thing here. I know there's one here in Washington at the African American Museum. They were having one this past Wednesday for a general networking event. So that was really interesting. So it got me thinking, you know, we should have, I should have one next year, you know, when I'm in, I believe it's going to be in Denver, Colorado, which is not too far from Tucson. Maybe we can have a meetup or do some kind of networking event for, to meet other indigenous or native people i can organize it myself we can uh do a meetup on that day or during that week at that conference or pick a date or something in the evening or we can just meet up at a park or just exchange cards ideas you know culture information maybe take some selfies you know so that would be a neat idea for us next year that i'm just going out there and just throwing ideas out and just thinking about it right now but yeah, that's something that would that we could definitely do. That's pretty much it for this impromptu podcast here in Washington, D.C. If you hear things in the background like 
police sirens and uh, maybe the AC unit, my phone. You know, I'm doing this podcast from my hotel room. And I think um, I'm not sure what I'm going to call this podcast. Maybe you're the first Native American I've ever met. An Uber good story or land acknowledgments. And I don't know, make them say, wow, be proud of who you are. I'm going to think of something. But lastly, yeah, thank you. And if you like this podcast, you can follow me on social media as the Yaki Vegan. And yes, it's really hard finding good vegan food here in Washington, D.C. I got kind of tired of eating bananas and peanut butter sandwiches and hummus. But hey. I I did try to use the apps and other things, but one of my friends on Twitter, she uh, told me to check out this location. So thank you to at Paya Payal Meta for letting me know where to go for vegan food. So thank you on Twitter. I'll have to check that out next time I'm here in Washington. And they did have some pretty good vegan options and vegetarian options at the luncheons here at the conference. So thank you for those lunch options. Even though someone tweeted they ran out, another guy on social media on Twitter tweeted they ran out of the vegan and gluten-free options, which maybe next year they'll have some more for us folks. But anyways, that's all for this podcast episode three from Washington, D.C. So thanks again for listening to the good do e medicine podcast hopefully we shared some good medicine some good information for you on this podcast remember again to thank the sun the moon the rain all the elements every day when you wake up be thankful because it's the truth a new day was created for you so be grateful thank you again joku tesia make it a great day and don't forget health is wealth